0: Clock Strikes here, it's always Halloween, and I'm always your haunted host, Luce Tomlin Brenner. Welcome to Small Frights Friday. On these very special episodes, I like to share a curated selection of calls from the All Hallows hotline and letters from the eek mailbag. Today's episode is sponsored by Possum Positivity. (laughs) That's right. You heard me right. Possumpositivity.com sponsored today's episode. They offer satirical motivational possum art for the modern workplace. You can use discount code lanterns for 15% off. So I (laughs) really like this one a lot. Thank you, uh, Possum Positivity, for sponsoring today's episode. Your work really made me laugh. Um, They also wanted to let everyone know that a portion of the sales using the coupon code lanterns will go to support. It's always Halloween. Hey, we love that. (laughs) So um, Possum Positivity has a lot of really funny possum art on it. And I love possums, so this was a a great partnership today. (laughs) I think possums are really scary and really cute at the same time, which is exactly what this podcast is going for. Um... Isaac grew up on the beach in Venice, and they kept their doors open a lot, so possums would just walk into their house, and he has several pictures of, like, possums sleeping in shoes and hats and on their couch, and he does not like possums as much as I do because he found this to be a very frightening experience, but I was delighted by it. I'd love to have a possum in the house. I also think a possum would be a really great Halloween costume. Please let me know if any of you have ever dressed up as a possum before. Today's episode and every episode of It's Always Halloween is also sponsored by the Patreon Ghoul Gang, whose monthly subscriptions keep us ad-free, independent, and sustainable. So this month... It's Pride, y'all. June has started. We're in a new month. We've got a bunch of new tricks and treats on the Patreon, and I am excited to share them with you. So first off, Kitchen Witch, this month we are doing a recipe that was sent in by one of our regular contributors, Steve, from Michigan. Last year he sent in a Halloween oatmeal molasses cookie recipe, which he described as the best cookies ever! So we decided that we had to test that out, and Nathan and I are going to make them together next Tuesday, June 7th at 6 p.m. on our Instagram Live. The Instagram for It's Always Halloween is just It's Always Halloween Podcast, so you can go check that out, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, next Tuesday. I hope you can tune in for that, since last month Nathan and I had to cancel Kitchen Witch Live because we were both just juggling way too much. So please come and see us next week and snag the recipe, which is posted for all ghouls at the $3 and up level. We also have a new book club selection this month. We are reading our first YA novel, The Dead in the Dark by Courtney Gould, and we'll be discussing it virtually on Tuesday, June 28th at 6 p.m. That's a magic number here. This book is about ghosts. This book is about lesbians. This book is about combination ghost-lesbians. I am really excited about it. I think it's gonna be really fun. I'm enjoying the first couple chapters so far. And Courtney Gould is a queer first-time novelist, so I'm excited to support her as well. All right, maybe reading's not your thing, but I know you love to watch a spooky film. So how about this? We got four this month. We have four films. We're doing two double features for our movie parties this month, and our first one is coming up Saturday, June 11th, and we're going to try to redo our SoCal Lantern party at Grim Turn Nathan's house. We had to, again, cancel that because it was a terrible car accident that Nathan was in. He's okay now. He is recovering. He is getting a new car. We are excited for his glow up. And how nice of him to try to have us all over his house again. So if you live locally or you want to get your jetpack all gassed up and come on over from the corners of the world, then all Lanterns are invited in person to Grim Turn Nathan's house to watch a Nightmare on Gay Street double feature. We'll be watching Nightmare on Elm Street 2 with Scream Queen. My Nightmare on Elm Street, which is a documentary about the guy who is the main character in Nightmare on Elm Street 2. So we'll be doing that on Saturday, June 11th. This will be in person, but I will still be streaming internationally. So even if you can't make it, we're still doing the regular live stream that we do every month. And in the spirit of community, I want to open this one up to every Ghoul Gang member. So this is a great time to sign up, get a little extra doodads this month. Even if you can't sign up at the regular movie level, every lantern, $1 and up, I'd love to have you come to this uh, double feature on June 11th. Then... On Sunday, June 26th, we're doing the homoerotic Hitchcock double feature and we'll be watching Rebecca from 1940 and then Rope from 1948 and we're going to get into queer coding and noir and gothic mysteries and all the cool stuff that Hollywood films did before it was okay to say gay in films, all the ways in which they subverted uh, gender expectations and did little secret nods to sexuality, and it'll be a really fun deconstruction. Each movie night, I do a deep dive into the history and the background of the film and how it relates to Halloween and the themes that we've been talking about together. So it's like a film night and a little mini film school all rolled up into one. Plus, we will be releasing two bonus ghost stories read by me with original sound design by our lovely co-producer and sound wizard Pete Burns. And those will be released uh, next week, the week of June 6th, and the third week, the week of June 20th. And if you have not checked the Patreon lately, we have four new ghost stories up there now that I'm really excited about. And I'd love to hear what you guys think of them. Pete and I put a lot of time and love into the ghost stories. And I try to bring you something that maybe you wouldn't find on your own. So up now is the Nightwire by H. F. Arnold, Horror Story by Carmen Maria Machado, The Basement by Sylvina Ocampo, and Fever Dream by Ray Bradbury. So those authors really span from, uh, you know, a classic genre author like Ray Bradbury to a modern queer author like Machado to an Argentinian author like Ocampo and a 20s mysterious author that people don't know anything about and whose background seems to shift and change, uh, like H.F. Arnold. So if you're interested in curated ghost stories by a huge span of different authors, then you gotta sign up on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com Slash. It's always Halloween. You can uh, click the link in our show notes that says Pride Month tricks and treats to read more details about everything that I just talked about Patreon and sponsors like Possum Positivity keep us able to make this podcast every month. And we just appreciate you so very much. And I want to welcome the newest members of the Patreon ghoul gang. Welcome, Linda and Michael Tomlin-Brenner, my parents. Thank you, Mom and Dad. Welcome, Sam McGoldrick, and welcome Myra Severin. What a thrill to have you all in the ghoul gang. Please come on to the Discord. Introduce yourselves. Chat with us. I'd love to get to know you better. Mom and Dad, thank you so much. I really appreciate you believing in me and my art, but like, you can just text me like normal, okay? You don't have to do like the whole Discord thing. I just, like, I just don't need, like, all of my listeners, like, knowing about, like, all the embarrassing things. If we could just, like, keep that between us, because, like, i have tried to do a whole thing here. Okay, cool. Okay, thanks. All right. So, today's episode is a special one, because it is the... Last episode for the next couple of weeks, because I am taking a couple weeks off to plan the zine, which you guys got all of the sample materials in for. My goodness, so amazing. I am just like swimming up to my eyeballs in incredible costumes and delicious recipes. And I just am so thrilled. I cannot wait for these zines to come out. I know you guys are going to freak out because I'm already freaking out. So. I'm taking off a couple of weeks from producing the podcast so that I can get all these materials together and work with Joe on the layout and then also to prep for Midsummer Scream, which is coming up the last weekend of July. That's right. It's Always Halloween is going to be performing live at one of the biggest Halloween and horror conventions here on the West Coast. I couldn't be more excited. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm going to cry. And yes, I do cry kind of easily, but still, this is a big deal, and I really want you guys to come. So, I have a special code for you. It's so special, and it's just for you. It's just for lanterns. It's I A H M S S two two, and it's good for twenty five percent off general admission tickets for Midsummer Scream, and it's valid through the end of this month. You got to get your tickets by June thirtieth to use this code. I A H M S S 22. That's just the abbreviations for it's always Halloween, midsummer scream. 22, you know like like the year that we're in 2022 that code's also going to be in the show notes. I'm going to be posting it on the Patreon and on Instagram, find it, use it, come visit me come into the audience with like a big sign that's like lanterns, yay. I don't know, I'm not good at coming up with slogans for signs. It's actually the thing that stresses me out the most about protests is how clever everyone is and I just wanna show up and be like, yeah, I hate this or I love this and not having a clever sign stresses me out. Don't forget to grab your tickets for Midsummer Scream in Long Beach and visit the IAH team for our first ever live and in-person show, use the ticket code IAHMSS22 for 25% off your general admission tickets. All right, let us dive into an email. mail. I got a good one here. The subject line is new listener to the show. Hello, I just found your show and I wanted to say thank you so much for doing it. I've always loved Halloween and it's too bad that the kids have orange and black days at school now where I live. Growing up in the 80s, we would have a big Halloween event after lunch. Everyone was required to make their own costumes and compete in a costume contest that day. I won with my Ghostbusters costume that I made one year. The best part, though, was at recess, the janitor would dress up as this creepy old man monster and run around the school roof pointing down at kids, or he'd run around in the field next to the school (laughs) coming after kids, and he gave us a really big scare. (laughs) You definitely couldn't do that today. Oh, how this new generation is missing out on all the spooky fun. (laughs) Imagine... (laughs) Imagine the letters and like the the news articles that would be like janitor chases children in scary mask. You definitely couldn't do that today. And this really does sound pretty wholesome. (laughs) Uh, It's just really funny to think about an adult like standing on a roof, like screaming at kids in a Halloween costume. (laughs) As I got older, I came across this amazing yard display walking home from school and I instantly knew that that's what I wanted to do. So every year after that, I slowly started making tombstones, props, and doing research on how to make props move. As my displays got bigger and better every year, crowds started coming to check it out. It's great to find out from people that are doing big yard displays in my area 30 years later that they were inspired by my display when they were kids. I have since teamed up with an apple orchard business and run and operate a haunted house there in their barn. Next year will be my 10th year doing it, and now I'm catching up to your podcast as I work away making it better for this season. Thanks again, and I apologize for the long email. Cheers. Uh, First of all, the email was not too long. No apologies needed. And please tell us about your haunted house. I mean, it's okay if you don't want to put it on blast, but we would love to support you. I'm sure some lanterns would love to come out to it. So please write back and... Share the name and the location so we can see your incredible handiwork. It just makes my heart scream with Halloween passion that you're working on your haunted house while listening to this podcast. All I want to do is be a part of the Halloween community in that way. So I'm just, I'm thrilled. Thank you for this lovely eek mail. And thank you for continuing the Halloween spirit out in your community and bringing people much needed scares and joy during these times. Now, let's take a call from the All
1: Hallows Hotline. Hi Luce, this is Sam. Um, I had left a voicemail um, a while back in last October, uh, calendar Halloween season, and told you about a few spooky memories and mentioned that I live in the D.C. area. Um, So I ended up taking your advice in the episode that you posted that memo in um, and went to this little apple farm about an hour outside the city, and it was so cute, and I'm forgetting the name, but it was so, so fun, and I just wanted to share my experience. So um, I had went there with my partner, um, and (laughs) we went on the little hayride tour, but it was pretty much just me. Um, My partner and some families and kids, and when we were purchasing the tickets, uh, the checkout lady was like, well, you know, it's kind of for kids, and there's just these little characters. And my partner was like, oh, don't worry, she loves the characters. But it was truly so spooky and really just kind of an eerie experience, because you go through this little um, wooded area and this old-fashioned tractor with the barrels of hay and um, just the smells of fall um, and these little like Charlie Brown and different um, Disney characters were these paper mache creatures that looked just kind of not quite right because they're paper mache and they just look off which gives that eerie feeling but anyway we had a fantastic day there we picked some apples had some apple cider donuts and it was a fantastic recommendation so thank you. I also just wanted to share some of the ways that I keep Halloween going all year round, um, as everybody has been sending in. Um, and I'm actually right now enjoying a caramel apple, I think it's Celestial uh, Tea brand. And you can definitely get this flavor on Amazon during non spooky season months. And I love having that or a pumpkin-flavored tea Um, while reading a spooky book and I'm actually thinking of joining the Patreon so I can do the book club with you guys or the book club but yeah I just wanted to thank you for everything that you do Um, it's really a special um, starting to be a tradition for me Um, just listen to your podcast and think about upcoming spooky season and I'm already so excited for Halloween but thank you and hope you have a great day bye
0: Sam, I think that you're the Sam, who I just shouted out today, who is new to the podcast. If that is true, hooray, and if not, that's okay, and we'll see you on Patreon eventually. (laughs) Thank you for this fantastic call. Are you telling me that you went to Lairland Farms in Maryland, Lairland, Maryland? I'm very excited if that is the place you went to, only because that's the one I remember recommending, and that's the one that I loved the most when I lived in the district, Maryland, Virginia area. And even if it wasn't that one, I'm so happy that I gave you a good recommendation even if I can't remember it now. There's truly nothing like being on a farm, petting goats, eating a caramel apple, having caramel corn, apple cider donuts, getting on a hayride, caressing the long twisty neck of a gourd. My goodness, those are the things when people are very focused on calendar Halloween. It's like that's the stuff that you can't quite get all year round no matter how much you try at home. I'm so happy you called and like walked us through this beautiful memory because just hearing about it puts me in such a happy place because May is very much the opposite of hayride time and it's exactly what we need to hear right now. I want to be in a hayride frame of mind thank you for the tea recommendations and yes I do agree with you that a spooky book with the air conditioning turned way up and a fall tea and maybe like some vegan caramel corn which is brand new at Trader Joe's this month is a good temporary like fall feeling even if outside it's 90 degrees like it here like it is here now in LA you can create that fall vibe with the right blanket, and the right fan, and the right little cozy accoutrements. So thanks for signing up for the Ghoul Gang Sam, or if you're not the same Sam, then thanks for doing it in the future. I hope that you enjoy the Book club, and I loved your version. I loved hearing you say it. I hear myself say it all the time, but as we know, the skull voices can, can be tricky, so it's great to hear other people say it back, and then I'm like, ah, I do like the way that sounds. <laughs> Alright, I'm reaching into the eek bag and pulling out our next letter, and the subject line of this one is a favorite Halloween memory. Hi Luce and fellow Lanterns, my name is Becky and I'm a Lantern and Ghoul Gang member from just down the way in San Diego. I'd like to share a favorite Halloween memory of mine with you all. I come from a working class family, so our costumes were either homemade or reused multiple times. One of the things we didn't usually splurge on was going to the movies. In 1982, E.T. the Extra-Terrestrial was a huge summer hit that had legs, meaning it lasted way beyond the usual run of movies and theaters at the time. In fact, it was ranked the number one grossing movie of that year, and popped up as a number one for the week 16 times, and not just during the summer. It was number one off and on in June, July, August, September, October, November, and December. I had to go back and check because my memory is for Halloween, but ET was released in June. Anyways. That year we moved into a new house and probably didn't have a bunch of extra cash, so my parents gave us, my two sisters and I, a choice. Go to the movies and see E.T. on Halloween night or go trick-or-treating. Of course we chose to go see E.T. I remember in the theater that there were little kids in plastic E.T. masks, the kind with the elastic that goes around the head, And that was the first time I saw my dad cry. Who didn't cry while watching E.T. for the first time? Upon arriving home, of course we still wanted to go trick-or-treating. I guess my parents took us to an earlier showtime because there was still ample time to go out and get candy. But we had no costumes, and this is where my favorite part of the story happens. We scrounged around the house looking for anything that could be a costume. Being thrifty as she was, my mom always kept old Halloween makeup in the freezer. We got it out to let it defrost and searched the house for something costumable. My younger sister had this pair of Garfield footy pajamas with an image of him juggling, so BAM with a little makeup, she was a clown. It was harder to find something for me, but my older sister was ingenious. I had a favorite black velveteen turtleneck sweater and black pants. With a little white makeup and some chalk, bam! I was a skeleton. Yes, my sister drew the bones on my outfit with the chalk. As my sister was six years older than me, I was in third grade and my little sister was in first. I don't remember if she bothered to dress up at all. I'm sure we grabbed a couple of pillowcases before we were off. So yes, a favorite Halloween memory of mine was the year that we got to see E.T. and still go out trick-or-treating, although that was not in the original plan. Just goes to show that Halloween and candy shall always prevail. Thank you for letting me share my story. My little sister doesn't remember it, and both my mom and older sister have since passed away. Where there's a will... There's a way to get candy on Halloween. Thank you, Becky in San Diego. And sorry I keep saying it like that. Anchorman has infiltrated my mind. I know it's pronounced San Diego. (laughs) Wow, Becky, what a letter. My skin is just crawling with goosebumps and chills and my heart is bitter pattering. This is such a beautiful memory, and I thank you so much for sharing it with us. I'm just delighted that it can live on in the hallowed halls of Halloween land. I can just picture all those little faces with the plastic ET masks on. You painted such a beautiful picture. I was uh, not yet alive when ET came out in the theater, but I have this memory of Santa bringing my family ET on VHS tape for uh, christmas in 1989 and one of the reasons i have that memory is because in like the first half of 1990 my dad was helping me keep a diary helping me because i couldn't really write <laughs> at that point but it was something we would do together every night or as close to possible every night and um On January 1st 1990 the entry is um, it's written by my dad and it says yesterday Luce and I went to the theater to see all dogs go to heaven and we had popcorn and Snickers and Reese's Pieces as snacks after the movie we went to children's palace and Holcomb's where Luce bought an eraser and new crayons with her own Christmas money today we watched ET on video we also watched the New Year's Rose Parade We made a bird feeder, Luce drilled the holes for the screws. We then put it on the basketball hoop in front of the garage. (laughs) So not on Halloween, that was a New Year's Day memory, but I closely relate E.T. to my dad and it just brought that kind of memory flooding back of us watching it on tape together, which I think I can only remember because we wrote this diary entry together. So here's to dad's uh, loving and being emotionally moved by ET. I also wanna commend you and your family for being so resourceful. I love that not getting like a store-bought costume didn't keep you from still going out and enjoying halloween that halloween that you described is like the essence of this podcast and the spirit that i want to imbue everyone with the fact that halloween shouldn't be something that's only accessible to people with money or to people who can be i don't know very creative like obviously what you did was creative but it's like something anybody can do. Sometimes I look at people's costumes that are like so well made, they're so artistic. And I just feel like I can't make a costume. I'm uh, creative in my brain with my words, (laughs) but uh, my hands don't do anything that I tell them to do uh, beyond typing. And I get really intimidated by people's costume making skills sometimes. And I have to remind myself that like, that's not what it's about. It's not a contest. We're not in school anymore have fun and do what you want to do and i'm going to be holding this memory of the uh juggler and the clown and the the skeleton with me because i just think it's so perfect and just the just what everybody should be thinking of when we're celebrating the holiday keep it simple use what you have around you don't put too much pressure on yourself to like be a creative genius or to, you know, save a bunch of money or spend a bunch of money. Halloween is for you. Halloween is for everybody. Becky, I can't tell you how much this uh, really touched me. So thank you for sharing this. And I just feel very moved with the Halloween spirit right now. Each and every message today really got me. I just feel like so encouraged by your stories, Lanterns. It really does not matter what hour the clock strikes. You do such a great job of capturing what's so perfect about this holiday. And you know, I was kind of having a rough day and just reading through all of your messages and putting materials together for the zines just completely turned my entire mood around. And that's what I love about this holiday. And I really am happy to hear that the podcast can do that for you guys as well, and that we all get to work together to cheer each other up with a little spookiness. So uh, like I was saying, I will be taking the next couple of weeks off from the regular podcast just so that I can prepare this zine and prepare upcoming episodes as well as our big debut at Midsummer Scream. So the Patreon will still be going strong, and if you want to regularly talk about Halloween on our Discord or come to our movie nights or chat about scary books, then come sign up for Patreon. We've got really fun stuff at every level, and the Halloween spirit will continue on there even as we take a couple of weeks break here. And... Please keep sending in your memories and your questions and your Halloween recommendations. You can call the All Hollows Hotline at 802 532 DED, or you can write a set lovely email and make me cry at It's Always Halloween Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, we are on Instagram at It's Always Halloween Podcast. Thank you so much to the Patreon ghoul gang for supporting us each and every episode. And thank you to Possum Positivity for sponsoring this episode. Remember to go and check out possumpositivity.com and that you can use the coupon code lanterns to get 15% off. Today's episode was produced and performed by me, your forever haunted host, Luce Tomlin Brenner, with sound design, editing, and theme music by the wonderful Pete Burns. And let's not forget the fantastic contributions from your fellow lanterns, Sam, Becky, and this incredible haunted house maker who we are waiting to hear back from so we can come visit your haunted house. If you love It's Always Halloween, you can support us in a number of ways. You can go to patreon.com slash it's always Halloween. You can uh, click the link in the show notes for the tip jar and leave us a tip. Uh, $30 or more will mean that you get to sponsor an episode. And you can also shop our Redbubble. That link is in our show notes as well. Plus, a free and easy thing you can do is write us a little five-star review. That helps other lanterns find us in the dark dark night and I've got a new review today that I'm excited to share with you it says oh my god love 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 this podcast and it's from Ash Malone it says I found this podcast about a week ago and have been absolutely obsessed since there is such great content like Halloween history different cultures and great perspectives from others I love it so much thanks Well, thank you, Ash Malone. Really appreciate it. It's that easy, that simple to leave a little review and make sure that we drown out some of the white supremacists who have been (laughs) kind of going to town on the account and also so that other like-minded ghouls can find us. If you have NPR One, we are also on that app as well. So go find Ira Glass and tell him you love us. Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of It's Always Halloween and come back next time, unless you're too busy phoning home.